last time on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we talked Season 2, Episode 1 of Poldark. And in that episode, uh, Ross was about to stand trial for helping to murder uh, Sanson on the beach. Uh, you know, that fellow we, we knew from last year who was a card shark. And he helped people steal from a ship, and he's just going to trial for this because George wants him dead. He wants him hung for, you know, pretty much crossing him. But, you know, he's got some evidence here from what Ross got involved with. And also, not to be discounted, Francis tried to kill himself. And we will see if he succeeded or not this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. And we're back once again. Poldark, Season 2, Episode 2. What's going on, Corey? You know, continuing what happened in Week 1 of Poldark, obviously. Oh, yeah. Last we saw, Francis was blowing his brains out, and now we'll see if, in fact, he is dead. I mean, we discussed this last week. but He's not. <laughs> he's not dead. Not, not yet, anyway. Yeah, not yet. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But, uh, you know, a couple things. We, we, we had our virtual 5K over the weekends. Uh, you know, we extended the invite to anyone who was willing to, to join. Mm-hmm. It's all for a good cause. And, uh Yeah. I think a couple people participated, and uh, yeah. Yeah, we appreciate that. We appreciate all the... I know there were some issues about logging time. I know I got a message from one of our participants saying, like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't know how to log the time, so I didn't know what to do, and I didn't know... If, and it was like, hey, It was worry. a poor system. They, they really, you know, kind of just deep-sixed the whole virtual thing. They had available a sign-up, and then they just kind of de-emphasized it once they realized they could get people in, in person. Yeah, and, and what, what my response... Uh, it was our friend Haley. Which my response to her was, "It's not necessarily about how good of a time you do. It's about supporting the good cause and yeah. getting out there and moving your body." So, uh, right. but we'll take the time and we'll we'll make do do note of it. <laughs> oh yeah, if they do it again next year and we want to do a virtual prizes. team, we'll say, uh, "Hey, I don't think anybody did beat your time though, Corey." So, hey man, all unless, I was doing- unless your old roommate and former guest of the Patreon, Sean Moore, was one step no. ahead of you. No, 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 no. It may it may look that way, but I was a good you know fifty feet in front of him. I I, I could have dusted him, but I was trying to keep him in there a little bit. Wow! And good thing is he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he'll never so know. He won't, he won't know. But anyways, we were we were at a wedding this weekend, Dave and I, and I was just doing laps around the the Sheraton Hotel in the middle of Connecticut. Yeah, another uh, former po- guest of the podcast, our friend Connor, who was on uh, mm-hmm. a couple episodes, mixed match challenges and whatnot said that he was sitting in the lobby kind of waiting for people to arrive and he saw you and he said oh we're just gonna run around the parking lot and he said they just ran around the parking lot (laughs) yeah very literally yeah 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 when you're in the sticks of connecticut that's uh we'll travel that's what you do yeah yeah so is there any news on the the fronts of our shows the poldark the crown downton abbey the only thing making some waves was there were photos from the set of The Crown with Elizabeth Debicki as Princess Diana wearing as, you know, what they referred to in the Diana musical as the F.U. Uh, dress, the, the black dress that, that was very famous for, you know, showing how she upstaged uh, Prince Charles, you know, after all their, you know, fallout. So she she looks a lot like Diana uh, Debicki in the dress. She looks great you know also she's six foot something tall but looks looks a lot like diana get hyped 
Yeah. Is that and that's next fall, next November, right? Yeah, we still gotta wait a year for that one. Yep. She's six three as a reminder to people. Jeez. Um Does yeah. Dominic Weskin have have to have lifts in his shoes? Yeah, he's gonna have lifts and then he's gonna have ear extensions, I think, to embody uh, Prince Charles. You can get that uh controversial uh the shin growth operation. <laughs> to make him taller to stand up next to her. Um unless they, they, they make her seem they make her seem smaller somehow. <laughs> How old was Princess Diana in real life? Six, like when six she, five. Oh, how tall was Princess Diana? I thought you were asking how old she was. She was uh, five Princess, ten. So yeah, she was. She wasn't short. Uh, so yeah, it, it attracts tall, tallish ladies. Yeah, we'll see how t- tall Prince Charles was or is. He's five ten as well, so they're the same height. So she could never wear heels, huh? Yeah, maybe that's how it works. One will wear heels, the other won't. Yeah. Anyways, we got a, we got a year before we we see how that shakes out. Um, but in the short term, Poldark, right? Yeah, Poldark, Poldark. season two, episode, episode two. two. I mean, last week picked up picked up with the to be continued. It didn't really follow that way so much as just kind of felt like an extension of the first episode. Oh, uh, did not absolutely did not follow that way. That was a. Uh... Mm-hmm. Spoiler like alert! I'll just we'll just say it, it took 15 minutes to get to Francis. Right, to the they, they treated it like any other like episode. It was like maybe some producer thought add two P continued at the end of the last episode to keep people hooked in. It was just like no, this is another episode. Poldark doesn't feel like the second half. I mean, I guess it is tackling the entire trial of, of Ross Poldark, but uh, maybe they aired back to back or something. I sincerely doubt that, uh, just because how many how few episodes there are. So this um, is episode air date September twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. Episode air date for season two, episode one, September twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. So they aired the same day. Okay, that is strange though to think that like there must be something off though. Uh, it's a it's a loaded the, premiere. No, because if you look at the whole scheduling on on there, it's kind of off uh, on the IMDb. So don't trust it. Oh, I I trust it fully. As my trust, <laughs> he always lies. But I mean, it is a strange thing to say to be continued, and then the next episode would immediately start thereafter. Like you, you'd think that's there to keep people waiting. One would think. I would think. Um, well, we don't know. We can't speculate. Well, okay. Well, I can. I look. There's Wikipedia, which is much more trustworthy than IMDb. See, season two, episode one, debuted on September fourth, twenty sixteen. The next episode was September eleventh, twenty sixteen. So, oh. there you have it. IMDb lies. So if people wanted to know if these episodes were played back to back, they were not. Um, with that said, though, it picks up with Demelza kind of having a dream of, of her and Ross uh, at the beach and happier times. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure if that was... Was that literally happier times or was that just a sort of dream of her future, of being able to exist in that again? I mean, either way, it's happier times, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, happier. T- I, I didn't. Yeah, but not necessarily flashback happier times. Just ideal sure. happier times. Yeah, it was because a dream. He, he definitely had his Jeff Goldblum hair, which I do. That's speaking of that, we should discuss in mm-hmm. the in the Facebook group. Our our friends did alert us to the fact that Aiden Turner had cut his hair between seasons, and they had a special wig that they had to bake and treat. <laughs> Before he put it on every day, so yeah, the hair, the hair is, was in fact fake. 
And it's a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it looked off. It certainly looked off. I'm glad, glad to know it wasn't just because he changed, like, how he did his hair in terms of, you know, conditioning. So Yeah, and that one, it, it is not supposed to be in kayfabe. It is just a circumstance of being a busy actor. Yeah, exactly. Well, so Ross is still in jail. Yep, and I mean, it's moments not later. In jail, but yeah, he, he, he's, he's, he's waiting held. his trial. Yep. Uh, they show him the list of people who are going to speak against him. It's a long list. There's like a couple dozen names or more. Yeah, this tankard fella, this sort of crooked lawyer man working under George really did the legwork. I mean, even on the list is the one and only Judd Painter. He's yeah. going to testify against Ross. Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll see how that turns out. Uh, there is a, a was it? There's a weird side thing here that happens early on where um, was it? We see Mr. Penavin and his niece Car- Caroline. It's just like a night out, and uh, Demel's there, mm-hmm. and and she's talking to Mr. Uh, uh, Penavin, and you know he directs her to the judge, but in like a really roundabout way. You know she's like, is he short and stout? And he's like, long and tall. They're playing to uh, guess who. Right, right. And uh, is he is he like to drink? No, he's sober. Well, there, there's nothing more intimidating than a tall, lean, sober man. They they, they will be in control of situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's going to talk to him. But who's she? She gets his ear for a while, it seems. Yeah, I mean, she she's getting him to the point where she's about to tell him that, you know, maybe these uh, people who are giving, going to give testimonies at the trial, they might have been paid off. And he's like, I'm listening, and who gets in the way, Dave? George. And we see it. It's like a movie. I mean, it's a show, mm-hmm. but it's, like, very dramatic. It's She sees him coming down the hall, and she starts sweating. She's like, oh, no, i got to get this information as uh, from point A to point B as fast as possible, and doesn't quite get it. No, because he comes in and drops the bomb, and is like, oh, so you're talking to the husband of, or the, the wife of the man who's going to be on trial? The man, the woman married to Poldark, and he's like, "Oh, the judge is like, okay, I'm getting out of here. This is not, this is, I don't like this at all." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and George, George Lister, Judge Lister. Yeah, George. I feel like George is particularly salty this episode for many reasons, but mm-hmm. I love how he he has to include all of his gentleman formalities. So he's, you know, he's like nodding and bowing to Demelzi. He's like, hey. Stop trying to screw up me trying to get your husband murdered. Yeah, Good day, I mean, ma'am. You, you got you got to admire George's tenacity here. Uh, he's really gunning to get, get Ross dead um, by pushing the whole case against him. So, yeah, uh, he, he he messes up uh, Demelza's uh, chances there. Meanwhile, at this party, I mean, there's some people outside that are that are protesting because it's it was election day as we heard in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, a tie for second place, and um, Unwin uh, Trenovin, uh, he he was tied for second place, and he, he kind of wants to get out of there because it seems like the people outside aren't too happy. Mm-hmm. But when they reveal like the results, George uh, suggests to, to Unwin, you know, go claim the second chair uh, before the other person does. This is this is your chance to to get on there, mm-hmm. and. 
this guy, he looks like a, he's, he's, a little, he's a bit of a dunce. He, he gets on there, and they're hoisting him around as if he won his, his election. Mm-hmm. And then a guy who was in the first episode of the show who helped beat up whoever was attacking Ross's, you know, uh, wheel leisure area, uh, he throws poop at Unwin. <laughs> Great. What did you think of that, that scene, Dave? I was like, I don't understand anything going on right now. I feel like this is a lot yeah. to be throwing at us, given the fact mm-hmm. that the last we saw, Francis was trying to blow his brains out. My yeah, brain was yeah. not into this at this point in the episode. I, yeah, I had a similar confusion. My my other point of confusion was, you know, they have this whole, you know, crowd out there that are, that are kind of protesting, and this guy just happens to find a whole, un, un, you know, un stepped on yeah he, all these turds are just perfectly laid out no one had stepped on them despite this whole crowd and everything and you just see you know five or six droppings and this guy is able to just scoop in there and, and, and grab a, a pile and it's like well kudos to that crowd for avoiding stepping on poop just to leave it there for this guy to throw at this man's face yeah well i mean there's probably a lot of animal poop and maybe this guy is his own yeah and honestly i don't know if this will tie into much in the broader sense of pole dark but what it leads to is the guy who slung the poop getting brought down to jail uh-huh. saying you can't hold me back getting hit in the face with the butt of a rifle like he gets knocked out cold into his yep. uh, jail cell uh, and then we shortly see thereafter that he is sentenced to hanging <laughs> for what he's done and the, uh, Ross sees him as he's, as he's carried away and uh, pretty much just portends that man things may get dire for, for Ross if this guy who yeah, just this, slung this poop is getting sent to death you know, and they say hang from the neck and you see the guy walk he's like oh come on man all he did was just throw some poop man like I don't know it seems a little crooked back then the way, the way they judge things um, but that was my takeaway I mean maybe this Unwin uh, uh, Trevenance it sounds too close to Penavin to then say Trevenance uh, to I don't know he, he's related to Caroline but I, I don't know what this whole election has to do with anything, really. Yeah, he's in the like the Penavin crew. Yeah, and he knows George, so he can maybe manipulate things a little bit, I guess. Yeah, but like George, the George endorsed candidate, basically. It just seems like a lot. I mean, just going back to how this show throws a lot of plot in there, this is one where it's just like needed a little bit more room to understand what this was exactly. Yeah, just get, give me a little breathing room to comprehend these three new characters that are clearly going to mean something going forward. Maybe right. you don't front load the episode with them. Yeah. Um, and there's other little pieces early on in the episode. Uh, Elizabeth uh, confronts Aunt Agatha because she's sick of her negative predictions. <laughs> uh, as we all know, Ma- Ma- Mon Mothma from uh, Return of the Jedi, she is a, she says she's not divining the future. She's playing a game of uh, ginger snaps or uh, snaps. Great, and, uh, great to draw, put eyes on this subplot. But I guess it does come yeah. back later on. She she does tell Elizabeth to go to the trial. She should not be satisfied. So that's why Elizabeth goes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Dwight is on the scene as well. He's a character character witness for Ross, as we established. Nothing really new. We see he bumps mm-hmm. into Caroline again. Yep, they make eyes at each other. Yep, and she's like, I really want to see what you do up there. Show me your moves. <laughs> uh, they are quite the the attractive potential couple. Like, whew, a lot of blonde going on there, but they are an attractive couple. Are arguably 
in some sense, maybe more attractive than Ross and Demelza. I, I don't know if that's too confrontational, but they, as soon as they're on screen, it's like, man, these people could easily like lead the show. They're that, you know, much of a couple hunks. Like all, all three of the big couples are all very attractive. Francis acts like a buffoon, but I think he's a good looking man. I don't know. He's got some pretty chubby cheeks. That's just because he's sad. <laughs> you get chubby cheeks when you're sad? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's happened to me. Judd is very sad. Oh, so Judd and Prudy is the third couple, really? Yeah. Well, Judd, Prudy, Caroline, and Dr. Dwight, and Francis and Elizabeth. Those are the big three. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll rank them at another time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> It'll be our Valentine's Day special. <laughs> yeah. The couples of Poldark. Um, so, what was it? Uh, we finally get to Francis, though. Yeah, so we see Dwight is going back to his room, in which he said that Francis could crash on his floor, and the mm-hmm. door is locked from the inside. And they're like, he says to the owner of the, the inn, he's like, "Dude, you gotta open the open the door. It yeah. could be someone who's who's sick in there, who's, who who you know he needs help." And mm-hmm. and it's one of those moments where you're like, "All right, so did do you like blow off his ear or something like that?" Yeah. And then Francis just opens the door like like Kramer. It's like... Right, because, I mean, Dwight has an idea that something's going on, uh, you know, because he says, like, we need to break this door down. This guy may have done something to harm himself. And then, yeah, like you said, he opens the door and, like... It, it's like, perfectly... like Seinfeld. Like, he's just all straight. He's yeah. like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, he's like Kramer just walking in there really quick. And I, he talks about how the, the gun misfired, like the... Mm-hmm. There was no... The yeah, it didn't connect with the gunpowder. Right. Which, still, you'd think there'd be some kind of, like, soot or something on him. It's like some something to represent that. that time. Where did he wash his face? He didn't leave the room, right? It's still locked. But it's not, like, a uh, hostel. I'm sure there's a, a washroom or, or somewhere to... I like open. the idea that he, he he's just licking his hand, then lick the side, lick the, clean the side of his face. He's just <laughs> licking up gunpowder off his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... He's in a real rough state, though. Um, he's just talking about death. Are, are you a fatalist, Dennis? Mas- are we masters of our destiny? <laughs> and he's in, Dwight he's wired is just, up, man. He almost died. He had a near-death experience. Yeah. And there, there's nothing more than Dwight can say. It was just like, you know, just uh, wish you would step back from that ledge, my friends. <laughs> Got ties with all lies. You've been living in. <laughs> Uh, he'd understand, um, but it, it, uh, what was it? Uh, I like that Dwight or, um, Francis says to him. I guess it was in poor taste to use your hospitality as the <laughs> location for me to kill myself. <laughs> didn't, didn't think that all the way through. He he's tur- he's turning into Kramer, man. He's he's just <laughs> he's a stranger, a strange man. And he's like, do you just want to keep talking? Like, I, I got I got nothing but time now. I was planning to die, but now, now I got, I can just keep talking. He's like, hey, man, maybe you want to sleep in the room that you paid for at some point? Right. And, and I think, like, the next scene is just, like, Dwight waking up, and he, we see him sitting in bed looking at Francis holding the gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a visual to wake up to. And he's like, what are you doing, man? And Francis is like, hey, I, there's no, I don't, I, I would need to go to town to buy the gunpowder. I'm just cleaning mm-hmm. it. I'm not gonna do it now. It's like he's taunting. Dwight. Right? Yeah. He's like, you think I could? I can do it here. You think I can? I won't do it. I could. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, and Dwight is just like, just 
take a step back from that ledge, bro. <laughs> he would understand. He would understand. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much it on the suicide plot for for uh, Francis for now. Well, it comes uh, back at the end in a big a little way. bit, a little bit. Um. So what was it? Demelza's see, scene, beside herself. The, yeah, I mean, yeah. So we can go. We can just keep going down in order. Demelza mm-hmm. sees George again. Yeah. And she says, "Why? Why do you hate him?" And and they basically have a, a pretty heated back and forth where he says he's a minor and you're a grandson of a. Uh, well, she's like you're just a daughter of a, a minor. You wouldn't understand. And he says you're a grand grandson of a blacksmith. Like, who are you? Yeah. And he's and he's a gentleman. And she says, well, I'm a gentleman's wife. He's a soon-to-be-a-gentleman's widow. Cold-blooded, man. And I think that's the moment where he's like, and good day, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he does his platitudes, and he's just out of there. <laughs> Always a gentleman, George. I don't know. I mean, that's a big stretch of the phrase. <laughs> yeah, for- formalities, whatever. Um, what was it? They're also reading to Ross like what he has to say in court, and he's like, I'm not going to put my name to that. I can't stand by that stuff. And his lawyer's just like, all right, man. <laughs> his lawyer's like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, you're really... What is wrong? You're making it very difficult on yourself, dude. Mm-hmm. But we see Ross is busy. He's got a lot of lists of papers and a pile of papers going on. He's trying to sort it out. Uh, and we still see Demelza just going through the throes of her unhappiness. She's, uh, you know, talking to Verity, how she lost her child, and now she can't bear, bear to lose uh, Ross, too. Mm-hmm. And we also see a brief scene in the pub with, with Judd. Yeah, we do. He's chewing on gold. Yeah, he has a gold coin in his hand. He gets paid off by Tankard, the lawyer. Yeah, and he's, he, he must have been. The, he, like, you think it's going to be fake. He's reconsidering. I don't know. We'll but, see. Uh, yeah, and, and that's where then we see the scene of the guy who was slung poop getting uh, charged for murder. Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we see the judge talking to the the jury, trying to tell them, you know, don't you know, th- think about this. If he was at all involved in the day's activities at that beach, he is guilty. Oh, that's you know, later. He, that's a little. That's, that's a little ways down. Yeah, that's later. Oh, okay. It's a pretty oh no! So crazy, we actually get to the courtroom scene, right? Yeah, we get to the courtroom. Is right. Th- is, it, we go right from there to. Oh, so like the first trial of the day was literally the guy getting convicted. Uh, for slinging poop, and now it <laughs> escalates to, like, oh, to we Ross. Got hot, we got a hot, hot court right now. We got the judge sending someone to hang by the neck for throwing a turd. Mm-hmm. And and now, yeah, this is the Ross going to it, and and you know, just as the trial gets underway, uh, do we see uh, Demelza's father uh, appear yet again? Uh, Tom Great. Karn, I, I believe, is his name, and. It, it, this again it feels like a Seinfeld like the, the finale of the show where like all the people just come into the courtroom to like sp- you know speak their, their piece against <laughs> the main characters because Tom Carn was not inv- invited Demelza's father was not supposed to be there no no even even Charles Charles is or George is smart enough not to uh, put those that guy you know, to, to try and have such a wild manic street preacher there he calls Ross a devil in gents' clothing. Thinks he's above the law, and they're just like, "Get this guy out of here! <laughs> get get out!" 
Yeah, and it gets to the point where, you know, like, from there, it's a bunch of these sort of paid-off character witnesses saying that mm-hmm. Ross is a a bad man and all the bad stuff that he did on the beach. He, he attacked the custom officers. <laughs> yep. And then we see that uh, Demelza can't stand it anymore. She's got to go get a breather. And who's yep. outside waiting for her? Elizabeth. Oh. And they're having a conversation, and she reveals to Elizabeth that, yes, Demelza with child again uh oh it, it's it's coming Ross does not know it all so we, we don't want two widowers or you know we don't want more bastards running around I think it's just single mothers would be the, the way yeah that's who <laughs> yeah with whatever Ginny's kid is up to is all you know yeah but we got one of our boys going up there on the stand though Dave oh it's Jeff Absolutely. Now, did you know before this moment that Prudy was his wife? I didn't know that she was actually his wife. Right. When they when they actually explicitly said Judy is Prudy is his wife, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that's that's a that's a chaotic marriage if there ever was one. Yeah, you know, just bums basically. Yeah, I mean, unless they meant his work wife or something. <laughs> I mean, they're they're you know, they're out of work though. So. That, that is true. That So you drop the work, and then she just becomes the wife. And Judd turns it around. He straight up turns baby face. He says, <laughs> Real quick, I, can't I mean, be- it was like a big show almost type, type moment for him, uh, like the, the, the wrestler who frequently flip-flopped between being good and bad, because we barely even seen him turn on Ross to the point now where he was like, oh, no, he's already back to being good, Judd. You know, he got his gold coin. But Judd did... Wow. Um, Ross did fire Judd unceremoniously over some comments, so it's... I mean, I don't think it's unceremoniously. Judd was accusing him of sleeping around town and fathering bastard children. Hey, well, that's why he got fired, and so it wouldn't be out of unreasonable for someone like Judd to say something negative about him, but okay. Judd, he comes in, he comes hard in the paint, he's like, I had a good, good guy, stand-up guy. Yeah, I mean, he he told us that there may be people drowning. It was going to be a watery grave out there, uh, and and the lawyer's like, "Wait, this is going against your, your given statement that you you read aloud, <laughs> and, and then you signed." <laughs> it's one of the best. this is this is a top tier moment of the show for me too because J- oh, yeah. just does the the greatest comeback of all. He's like, "What? Huh? I'm hard I, of hearing. I can't, I can't hear." <laughs> I must have misheard what I said, and I just totally made a mistake. What, what do I know? <laughs> that that rapscallion Judd. What what a man. Oh, what a what a mighty good man. Absolutely. Uh, and it's funny because George is like a little heated over this because like he didn't he didn't anticipate this. This is not supposed to be happening. Oh yeah, the George is. <coughs> excuse me, George is getting pretty hot, and he's you can see mm-hmm. he's stewing because this is all his his plan is not working. No. And then and we get Captain Bray comes up. Right. Captain Brayer sounds like I don't know, uh what the fish captain from the Simpsons cuz he's like, "I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we 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 sunk ashore." Or and it's like, "Where did they find this guy?" Uh This is just I mean, to maybe, me in, in my opinion, this is just a uh this is just a fail failure of of being a good lawyer from Tanker because mm-hmm. This dude comes up and gives a testimony that like this is what the people were doing, and yeah. then Ross is like, "Hey, can I have a can, can I get a word in here, brother?" 
And they're like, come on, Ross, tell us what you got to say. And he's like, mm-hmm. hey, what happened when you got there? And he was like, uh, you, he's like, y'all you told us me. <laughs> you, you told us not to go around the drunken rioters. Like, And then where did I take you? You took us to your house. And uh, did I harm you? No. And then you fed us. And then we slept there. And then you tended to your sick wife. <laughs> and then you just, it's just like, what the heck? This, these people are just bad work, Tanker. Not good. Not a great look. Yeah. And, and you know, they try to double back. It's not, not even Tankard, who's the guy cross-examining. It's a different guy. Because Tankard yeah, is the yeah. guy who's in the dark hair. The, the other, another, yeah, this, this, I actually enjoyed order. this character. Um, I'm looking on the IMDb. I can't even find him. The the lawyer who is who is George's actual lawyer is it? Yeah, Richard Delane Henry. I don't know. Well, he's the he's the prosecutor. He's not George's lawyer necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, George's he's on George's. Yeah, bankrolled time. this whole thing effectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and then uh, it it's it, these guys start going crazy. This sort of people that that George again and Tankard have paid off to be there, mm-hmm. and they get removed. Steve Wilkos just comes out into the crowd and says, "You all got to go. You're you're out of hand." Yeah, just just not the scene for it. And and then that's when we get Dwight Ennis up there to speak uh, as a physician that you know Ross was dealing with his child who had died. Uh, there was the putrid throat going around that he had to deal with, and he was suffering suffering a mental breakdown. That in his estimation, there was no way he could have been part of these activities. Yeah, and he, he effectively corroborates the fact that in the downtime after he left Captain Bray, he was tending to his wife. Yeah. Because the lawyer makes the point that, like, oh, he was gone for two hours while you, you were at that house. Where could he have been? Out murdering <laughs> innocent people? Maybe. But no, he, he was tending to his wife, as Dwight said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it we, really paints a clear picture of his state of mind. And then Ross would Ross Ross takes a stand mm-hmm. and makes a statement. Yeah, in the most I mean, Ross fashion. I mean, we we do get a moment though before where George is like he intends to celebrate tonight. He's already like thinking he he's got this sealed, you know, and and he's gonna get control of that mine eventually. Yeah, yeah, and then Ross gets up and he's like, "Hey, I did this." I did a lot of this stuff, but I didn't take anything. I didn't steal anything. And he basically says that this is the way of the world. You know, if there's a shipwreck, you, you that's your stuff. That's your life. He said, I didn't you kill help anybody. The people that are begging who, who need the, the materials more than the rich. He said, he basically says he's Robin Hood on the stand. Yeah. And of course he raises his voice. He looks like a, a crazy man and does not do himself any favors uh, for this case. We literally see his, his lawyer roll, his eyes roll into the back of his head. And yeah, he's just like, I just can't have this man. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't say anything, but just like the look on his face says, oh, like, like, I lost like, this I don't case. care how passionate you are, man. You can't keep shooting from the hip like this and getting away with it. You did some bad stuff, man. Yeah. And this is the um, moment that the judge basically says... Mm-hmm. You, even if he's not guilty for these crimes, the fact that he was involved with this riot is enough of a punishable social offense that get rid of him. You know, he should yeah. pun- he should be punished. Which, in my opinion, is a very bad decision from the judge to say. Yeah, it's a little bit a little strong. He's like, um, hey, but- I'm not telling you, like, 
if, if, if you were being accused of wearing a black shirt, even if you were wearing a gray shirt, you were wearing a black shirt. <laughs> Like no, that's not how that works, Judge. I, I think I think we need to get our, our lawyer uh, friend Kevin, who we have on return to, to come, uh, you know, discuss this with us, like we did the the trial of John Bates. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like that's a big big ask because does he have to watch a season and two episodes of Poland? No, I, I think he can just see what evidence is presented before him in this trial here and make a decision. That's not a bad idea. Maybe at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so one other thing was uh, before we even get to the verdict, we do see a moment where Elizabeth is outside talking to Francis, and she lets him know that you know she's there because she was concerned for for Ross. Um. But. You know she she's she's there for Francis. She's she's there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Ross compliments the the prosecution. He's like, "Hey, you did you did good. Yeah, you stuck to your guns. I'm proud of you." Yeah, you stretched the truth. And we totally glossed over there's entire sections of this episode of Ross trying to deter- determine what to bequeath to uh, Demelza should he die. So, like, he has his, his father's derelict mind, which they make a point to acknowledge. And I wonder if there's, like, something there, you know, like, even though they say it's derelict, because I feel like we haven't talked about it much. Uh, I always thought Wheel Leisure was his father's derelict mind. That's what I thought, too, but I guess there was another one. I mean, again, I, this is our fault. The show's about mine. <laughs> the show's about mines and miners. <laughs> that, that's our fault. I'm sorry. Um, but anyways though yeah he he d- determines what to leave to her which isn't all that much anyways back to what the result is uh, there's a scene of also Francis reciting some poetry too I, I don't know what's going on there <laughs> it's some Kramer um, stuff he's a weirdo uh, and Ross asks will he have a chance to say goodbye to his wife uh, no they will directly take him to the hanging if he dies <laughs> Uh, should have thought about that before you gave your impassioned speech, Ross. Um, eh. So, do they find him guilty, Dave? No. No. Otherwise, the, the show would like, not You are not guilty. And yeah. What a what a moment. The prosecutor's beside himself. He's like, wait, huh? <laughs> we had this guy dead to rights with all the evidence that we had stacked against him. And then he came up on here and he started talking about himself. Yeah. I almost feel like the show overplayed its hand in terms of Ross making that speech for himself because, I don't know, he comes on so strong in that scene. It makes me think, like, how could this guy actually convince the people to, like, you know, think he's innocent? Because it's almost mm-hmm. like he doth protest too much. And just thinking of what the, the judge instructed the, the jury, you know, don't think about the personal uh, of, like, the common man. Think about the, the evidence, whereas Ross is totally appealing to the common man. I don't know. It, it seemed like he was coming in a little too high. I almost didn't buy the, the, the not guilty verdict. Well. Even though I know he's not guilty. I just didn't buy it the way it played out. I mean, he is guilty in some of the things, some of the accusations. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he was there. He was actually there. But we uh, get that sort of classic end of the episode of any sort of group gathering where we have everybody walking out and dealing with it in their own way and Mm-hmm. First, the first situation is Verity goes up to Francis and it's like, "Can we get along?" And Francis is like, "Yeah, we can, but not blame me." Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> still not going to forgive that guy. I still got one bullet for him. <laughs> and uh, we see Elizabeth is crying, and Francis is like, "Would you cry for me?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "What if I was dead?" And she's like, "What are you talking about?" And Let's then, just count our blessings, okay? Leave it at that. <laughs> and then he pulls out the hat again. 
Yeah. And he puts the hat on, and the hat man is back. <laughs> that's, I think that's his... what's driving him crazy, is that hat. Mm-hmm. It's possessed, I think. <laughs> oh, you think he's got, like, some hat that's talking some, to some him? Some mad hatter kind of stuff going on. Okay. Maybe. He's got he's got the hat from Hogwarts, the sorting hat, just telling him. <laughs> yeah, potentially, potentially. <laughs> Could be. That's hat, that hat has been around the block. And then uh, we see they, they deliver us the goods that we've been waiting for the whole episode. We get a shot of the cliff. Yeah. They're back there. Um, and then all the poor people are on the beach. Yeah. Ginny. Uh, the other guys. Everyone's there happy, happy to see he's back for, for that brief moment. And um, what was it? You know, Painter. He, 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 uh, we, we hear uh, George talking with the, t- the tanker on what they'll do. You know, how they can get even with Painter because he recanted. It's like, <laughs> no, not him. He's too small, small of a deal. Uh, you know they could break Francis tomorrow because of how he holds the finances, but George won't do it, right? Because I think he's considering Elizabeth. He doesn't say it explicitly, but I think that's who he's thinking of. Oh, um, you see it in his eyes. That boy's eyes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last thing with with George is that there, there, like a moment later, we see him waking up with uh with a golden gun beside his bed, literally like just coated in gold. His gun. He's a man with a golden gun, mm-hmm. George. We also see that on Agatha, they walk in and they're like, "Hey, on Agatha, it happened," and she's like, "I called it," and we get a little credits. Yeah, it was all a dark joke. She never meant to, you know, say the guy was going to die. Uh, we, we get a moment of Ross saying, "Oh, Judas." He's refer- referring to Judd, which made me wonder: is, is Judd's full name Judas Painter? Well, I just think he was making a joke about how, uh, you know, Judas, Judas, biblical Judas. Right. No, his actual name is just Judd Painter. It's not actually Judas Painter. And, I, and that's a, a fun little scene where he's like, hey, why don't we go find two servants? You know, people that to work mm-hmm. on the cheap. And then we see yeah. it's like, it's like, like, like a cartoon character duo of Judd, like Scooby-Doo. Like, oh, like, yeah, let's go get some work. We got to hurry. <laughs> But um, bum bum credits. Um, one other thing too is a uh, tanker warns George that you know you know Ross is alive now and he's not going to take this slight of you coming after him to put him to death like lightly. So don't don't forget that that's still hanging over our heads. Yeah, this dude ruffian. He's he did this. Uh, yeah. Dun dun dun. Credits. Uh, <laughs> and, and the last thing is uh, Ross and Demel's in bed where you can see she's. Trying to work her way around to telling him that you know she's pregnant, but uh, doesn't get there because I think they just settle for for. He's not dead. Ma- making love again. Mm-hmm. There you go. That is, that is pole dark. Have I told you how I felt about a reckless husband? She says to him. Yeah. Yeah. Good little scene. Fun little scene. She grabs him by the hair and then his wig falls off and she's like horrified. But um, but but credits <laughs> and that's this episode was this a good episode Dave oh yeah of course it was a great episode I loved it I, I, I feel like any show with a trial where they take their time going through the paces of people going up there and pleading their case it's never not going to work it, it, can, it, even, it, even the trial of Mr. Bates is not a great TV show trial but mm-hmm. it's, it's in the middle of the episode <laughs> that one it literally is literally in the middle of that episode very dramatic it's a good one though but it's not as, yeah. it's not a full you know two thirds of an episode like this is so this is never, uh, 
Yeah. Never fails to build attention, though. For sure. Aside from the, the poop slinging. That was the only thing I was like, that didn't need that, but otherwise, great episode. It didn't need so much exposition to set up for it. Right, because last week kind of already set the table or as what as it was. I mean, if we want to see how radical this judge is, you could have had the episode start with like a something happens where you know we're at this party with with uh, Demelza and whatever their names are, the judge and and Penevin. I'm like, oh yeah, a guy just threw poop at, at uh, Unwin, and now he's get, he's getting taken to the jail. Like, you don't need to. You can tell yeah. not show in certain situations that this is one of those situations. Sure. Yeah. Well, we got some power rankings. Yeah. Who do you got going down, Corey? At number three, I got Demelza. Her attempts to, to win over the judge just completely oh, was, hurt uh, uh, Ross's chances. <laughs> so rough. She's clearly pleading and not getting through. So, yeah. Not a great week for Demelza, really. Even though Even if Ross gets off. It doesn't. We don't see him getting off until you know there's credits. So hey, hey, I got going down the 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 poop man. <laughs> okay, hardly know know his name, but yeah, I, I like that they call back people who showed up in previous episodes. Though, like he's just a townsperson. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he's he's kind of not. He's he's a red shirt, but he's a red shirt with a little bit of backstory. Yep. Number two, I got Tankard. The guy completely botched uh, doing his job. Uh, I mean, I won't say completely. He was able to, you know, make a convincing case to the point where Ross had to thank the prosecution for what they have done so, thus far. <laughs> so, almost got him, but but didn't quite do his job. He's also tankered a, a bit of a hunk in and of himself. He's a little bit of Gerard I Way. I think so. He, he looks a little Weasley. He's an emo boy. Yeah, he is definitely an emo boy. <laughs> he doesn't see much sunlight for sure. Well, I got, I got the judge going down at number two because this guy, Judge Wentworth Lister, yeah, he tries to be all high and mighty and say this is, you know, he won't talk to Demelza, and then he's talking, you know, tells the jury don't don't base this trial based on what you have to base this trial on, base it on good and evil. Yeah, and then it's, it's too bad, bud, you lost. Uh, that's fair. Uh, no, number one, though, I feel like it, you can't really debate it. It's George. It's George, man. This dude he, won season one from us handily. Yeah, and this is his first significant L. You know, he, he just can't put Ross away. I, I think he, he's just going in a little too early for the kill here. Maybe, maybe yeah, wait till I had, season I had him five. I had down last week, though, so I think I... I sure. He, he I, counted all his chickens before they hatched. He absolutely. tried to kill a man who is a ruthless man of the people. Like, he... Mm-hmm. Not going to be easy for George going forward. He's going to have to sleep with yeah. one eye open. Right. So not good look for him all around. Uh, well, Dave, who's going up for you? I got a, I got the good doctor, Mr. Dwight Dennis, number three. Same here. He's a competent character witness, and the girl mm-hmm. has a crush on him. Cute girl. Yeah, he's he's a solid dude. Yeah, yeah. So Adulterer, far, but okay. no, he didn't he didn't treat, cheat with uh, Karen. He didn't go all the way. Yeah, he did. They were sleeping. Oh, he did. Yeah, they did. Well, it was like a one-time thing. What? Well, yeah, know. because she died after. Yeah, well, anyways, who's number two for you, Dave? It's Judd, man. <laughs> Same. Judd is going up for me, too, at number two. What what a week for Judd. He gets a, a payday. And How can you he, not pop for that guy? He he swerves. He keeps the payday and swerves. And then he gets yeah. his job back at the end of the episode. Big day for Judd. Good for him. 
great great guy real great guy that judge yeah big fan and i, I think we got a great guy he was a, did a solid good thing guy. this week ross is number one obviously the man escaped death and i almost feel like this is going underrated he did it almost single-handedly like he he was the one who uh cross-examined the the captain and then made the case for himself at the end. It wasn't even the the lawyer doing much for him. Oh yeah, yeah. So good week for for old Ross. Big week coming through for himself for Aiden. Yeah, yeah. yeah I even forgot about his week <clears throat> for this week for the most part. You you know, it was okay. I mean, I definitely did not forget about that week, but okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm still excited for where the season goes because really, that was almost like a, a cap to the. the end of last season i want to see where we go next with all this drama yeah we have these three new characters i feel like we're gonna do something cool mm-hmm. yeah so that is that and uh dave is there anything else you want to touch upon uh i really didn't get to, up to watching anything last week i know i was uh this wedding we went to i had to perform i had to play yeah. some music so i was uh a little busy learning the song, practicing, getting ready. So, mm-hmm. no, no, nothing for me. What about you? I watch anything good, Corey? No, it's been a heck of a busy week for me too. Honestly, I'm just well, like you watched the New the York days. Marathon in person. How was that? Oh, of course, it's great. I mean, I saw a few of my friends running it. So, you know, a day after shouting along to songs at a wedding, I was then shouting for people to keep running. <laughs> uh, How yeah, crowded was uh, my, it? It was way too crowded. Uh, so they had a field of about 30,000 runners. Usually it's closer to 50,000. So they had fewer this year, but the crowd control was not strong enough. There was mm-hmm. so many people inching into the road and police was not doing enough to hold them back. I just heard stories of how they just had like narrow lanes where it was almost single file sometimes because of how much the crowd was just was trying to step in there, cheer people on. I get it. People are excited for things to be back, but uh, come on. Got to respect the runners here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's about the runners. Yeah. It's not about you, the fan. Yeah. I mean, and it was the other thing. I went to a concert last week, and crowds are hot, man. Crowds are ready to be back at concerts. It literally sounded like audience noise was being piped in from behind from somewhere because it was just so loud mm-hmm. inside the room. And uh, live events, man. Be careful out there. Yeah. I, I wore a K95 mask the entire time. You can do whatever you want, but that's just how I'm living my life. I'm just <laughs> taking it day by day. All right. Well, we'll be taking it day by day with newly freed Ross next week. Absolutely. Uh, I think we can wrap it there, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing you new know to report. Yeah. Hit him with the socials. I mean, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Lords of Grantham at Gmail. If you want to email us, we have our website and Podbean. Uh, T public we got our, our merch on there yeah uh, you can find that link on our twitter uh and uh five star rating review if you so choose and we have a patreon go for it yeah, yeah we gotta we gotta look through our to see which ones of our fans won one and they mm-hmm. get picking for what our content is this month absolutely a little reprieve of a theme month which is a nice yeah. thing for us we can just do something fun <laughs> Let's do it. Unless it's some torturous unless thing. There's like, yeah, there's, there happens to be a Thanksgiving movie starring one of the down, down actors or something. Yeah, I would be. Uh, I would not be a fan of that, but that, okay. maybe. Well, maybe. Until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening, yeah. all that fun stuff. Next time.